Hi, I'm Kristen Kalina from Mastermind Adventures, and this is something I'm calling The Road Less Traveled. Um, and this is just going to be a collection of thoughts and ideas and things that I'm learning or working through and um, that I'd like to share with you. So, um, so today I would like to talk about a quote that I had put up on my wall on my personal Facebook page, and it is, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. And you're thinking, Kristen, you got, you got the quote wrong. It's supposed to be, anything worth doing is worth doing right. And I didn't, I didn't get the quote wrong. This is the correct, <laughs> this is, uh, this is a, a quote that has really been on my mind and it's impacted me a lot in the last, uh, last couple of weeks, really kind of thinking about, you know, um, our personal journey, um, with mastermind adventures and with some of the things that we have learned along the way. Um, and so this quote, you know, I'd like you to think about what, when you hear it said that way, you know, how do you, uh, how does it, what does that mean to you? You know, if you're going to do something, you might as well do it badly. Um, so this was, uh, something I'm actually not even sure if this was a, uh, a post on Facebook that I saw, or if it was one of the podcasts that I was listening to, but I really love this idea that, um, something worth doing the first time that you do it it's not going to be great and that's okay and um i myself i'm the kind of person who um and other people have observed this about me i'm gonna just jump in i'm gonna jump in both feet and i might swim or i might sink but either way i'm gonna learn something so i don't generally um let fear get in the way not that i'm not afraid I'm totally afraid of doing new things. I'm totally worried about, you know, how it's going to be and, and, and how, um, how things are going to be received or how the kid, you know, how, especially with our, with what we do, if the kids are going to enjoy it, you know, that's really the biggest thing to me. Um, but I've learned that, um, if I, if I go ahead and just do the thing that it might not be the best that it's ever been, but it might also be kind of great. So, um, this past month, this past, uh, couple of weekends ago was our fifth annual Camp Half-Blood event. And that feels really big. You know, anytime you kind of have these round numbers, uh, for anniversaries, it always kind of feels like a bigger deal. So this was the fifth time that we've run our Camp Half-Blood event. And I've been thinking a lot about our very, very first Camp Half-Blood event. Um, and at the time, my kids were pretty small. Um, I mean, they were like preteen aged, um, at least. And, or, you know, I think, I don't know. So it would have been, they would have been, yeah, they would have been kind of little. Um, now they're all, all big. But um, I was worried about it. You know, I'd been running uh, programs and meetups and um, all kinds of uh nerf games and things like that for several years for our community um, specifically the homeschooling community in my area so I knew a lot of kids and one of them gave me this idea I was running Quidditch and one of them gave me this idea um, about Camp Half-Blood because she had run it herself it was something that she ran with her friends so I loved the idea and I thought well that would be a fun thing to do 
um, you know, and I'm hoping that maybe we can get, you know, a handful of kids if we can get, I figured at the time if we could get like 20 kids that it would be, you know, worth our while to try to put together. And it ended up being a whole lot more than 20 kids. Um, we did it at Borderland State Park in Easton. Uh, we didn't charge very much. It was like $5 a kid and we had this whole uh, day full of activities that we wanted to put together to run. Um, we knew that, uh, you know, the inspiration for it was kind of a field day sort of an event. So that's what, that's what we went through. Um, but I'd never put together a role-playing, uh, game, a live action role-playing game for anyone, not for kids, not for adults. And I didn't know a whole lot about it. So I spent a ton of time, um, trying to find things like templates and, uh, formats like how do you actually do this thing how do you how do you you know make sure nobody gets hurt how do you make sure that the kids have enough to do how do you write a story that they can follow so um, I did a ton of research um, and I didn't come up with very much that was actually helpful <laughs> unfortunately um, because it just wasn't something that was being done um, you know to any uh, to any extent that was like public and um, you know where people were sharing like how to do this thing um, so I also reached out to my uh, my cousin and her boyfriend at the time who um, you know he was he uh, her boyfriend Tom who's actually worked with us quite a lot now who's our husband now um, you know he's he had done LARPing live-action role-play and uh, my cousin herself had done a whole lot of Dungeons and Dragons and so I was looking for tips on how to how to create this experience for the kids and so they were they were pretty helpful um, but really it came down to I had to put I had to put something together um, you know so we we knew it was going to be a, um, a field day event so we had a lot of we had tons of equipment that I bought um, you know, people were paying five dollars, um, so that helped to kind of offset the cost of that and the permit for the park and everything. Um, and I think I worried, I know I worried too much about things that didn't end up mattering at all. Um, so, uh, you know, we advertised it with the homeschool groups and we got quite a lot of kids to come because, as I said, I'd already, I had already um, been organizing events for, for homeschoolers for several years. Um, and I got a ton of volunteers and people that wanted to come and help, um, but it wasn't very organized and it didn't really, um, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, so we had, um, I don't even remember what the events were. I knew, I know we had potato sack races. I know we had like, <laughs> we had like wheelbarrow races and things like that. I know we had like battle training, um, for the kids. Um, but most of it was these kind of, um, you know, classic uh, picnic type games because I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. And I did try to make up a couple of games having to do with, you know, battles and buffers and, and things like that. But, but I really did not, <laughs> I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, and so, you know, what ended up happening, the bad things that happened were we did have a group that got lost um, and they never made it to the final event. Um, we had one person who I was relying on for a particular activity that just didn't, he canceled at the very, very last second, like middle of the night. And I had to scramble and find somebody to replace them. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end we had set up this 
thing where uh, Tom, who I've, I've mentioned before, he was the villain. And so what we didn't anticipate was that the kids, when they found out that he was the villain, that he was going to get like attacked by like a hundred kids, like all at once. <laughs> and so we've, um, we've made modifications for, you know, things like that. Um, and it was really, it was pretty chaotic. Um, it just, I, you know, I checked people in, I, I, I'm trying, I think I did have insurance, uh, you know, I was smart enough to make sure that that was in place. Um, but it was sort of an organized chaos. And I remember kind of thinking, you know, having fun, but feeling like it was a mess and feeling like people were judging me in the middle of it. Um, I didn't really know how to delegate because I didn't really know what to delegate. I didn't even know what I was doing. So it was really hard to tell other people, um, you know, what to do. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, you know, I remember at one point kind of in the middle of it, especially when the, the one group got lost, I thought, oh my gosh, I've just made a mess. I've just made a complete disaster out of this whole thing. Um, and then we, you know, we, we moved forward and we got to the end and I tried to kind of blow it off and then, you know, it ended and we, we had a big capture the flag at the end and it was like, okay, it's time to go home. And it had been six hours of these, you know, six hours of these, um, these different battles and activities and a mystery that they had to find, you know, these magical creatures throughout the park and talk to them and get, um, you know, get keys and kind of unlock what the story was. Um, and, I just didn't know. I didn't know at the end, like how, how it went. And, and then I had like two or three kids come up to me, um, as we were starting to pack up and leave who were like in tears and they were saying, this was the best thing I've ever done, done in my whole life. This was the best experience I've ever had. You know, I've been waiting my whole life to have something like this. Um, and I was like, Oh, we, we did it right. We, we somehow it came together and we, we did it right. You know, even though it was a mess, even though I was a mess, even though it was hot, um, and I hadn't planned for, you know, enough water and the, you know, the bathrooms were, I can't remember if the bathrooms were a lot. I just remember it was, it was, it was madness. Okay guys, it was a total disaster. But at the end, really the only thing that mattered was that the kids were impacted and had a good time and that they, they had a moment. The kids that came had a moment to feel like, um, to feel like they were important, to feel like that they were, that they had something, um, that was unique and special about them. And so, you know, we've got some kids that have come back every single year. Some kids, it's the only event that they've ever been to, but they come every single year. Um, you know, and I learned the things that I learned was that my heart in trying to do the best that I could for them, it still came through, you know, what I wanted, what I desired for them to feel special, to feel like heroes, it, it translated. Um, and then I learned practical things. Like I learned how to delegate a little bit better. You know, that took many years because it's not something I was good at. I was, it was hard for me to ask for help, not because I wanted to control everything, but because I felt bad asking people for help. So I've gotten better. I've gotten better at that. Um, I've gotten better at communicating and using other kinds of supports to kind of help me, um, to help me organize and manage these kinds of events, especially with that many kids. You know, 
we had helped we were like oh we you know maybe we can get 20 kids to come out there was almost 200 kids it was like 175 kids by the time the whole thing was said and done so um that was you know that was that was a big that was a big thing to manage and it's not like after that event like everything always went right there was several times where um things didn't necessarily go right there were other events where um things were a mess and I I learned a new I learned a new lesson but um but every time um the impact of these types of events for kids the growth that we see that the kids have the friendships that we see them make the self-confidence that we see um in the kids that grows from year to year it makes it all worth it um because you know you can see you can look out and you can see all the bad stuff that happened and I could have focused on that but really what was most important was that the kids had a moment that they had a moment that they felt like they were the hero of the of the story so um, so I've got to roll back to this now because we're pivoting and we're taking a new direction and We've got a new focus um, and it's a little bit more organized than it's ever been. We're, we're really specifically um, putting together a way for more kids to get to, to get the benefit of these kinds of programs. Um, you know, we're putting together clubs and, um, you know, uh, adventure game clubs in different locations. We're putting together blaster battle leagues for different locations and um, quest clubs for the different locations and quest is actually our tabletop our, our tabletop product um, and we want to be able to train people and it's taking longer than I want it to but it's still moving it's still growing it's still going in that direction um, and I've had to learn to be patient because um, not everything can happen as quickly as I wish that it could um, but over the last you know five, six years, what has become abundantly clear is that the kids really need this kind of programming. They need to be able to be outside, play face-to-face, role-play, put on a different skin, um, you know, put a buffer or a blaster in their hands and, and give them the opportunity to explore their own personalities and their own uh, values and the things that are important to them and the friendships that are important to them and feel like that they belong somewhere um, you know uh, so I would encourage you to do something badly today do something start something that's not gonna be perfect start something that's not gonna be done right um, something that you've always wanted to do maybe and that you've just let fear or something get in the way of doing it um, I would encourage you to go ahead and try to do that thing today um, even though so thanks guys